We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Maps Step Back Podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning. Ball in the airline center, we bout to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up off the porch. How you reckon with his force? Third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth. Look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas. Airline serving as the palace. Young team, and it's full of talent. One revenge, we accept the challenge. Luca carrying a legacy. What it take to be an MVP? Being great, know it cost a fee. Know it Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I ain't woke up the city. Map shoot hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. Mo triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. Know we gotta get back. Know we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. Know we gotta get back. Like, know we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 All right, guys. Welcome into another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Galatson, today. And we have a very special guest, uh, Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report. Jake, how you doing, man? Doing well, guys. How are you? Doing great. Look, I mean, you, you've you been absolutely killing it this offseason. Uh, I mean, uh, pretty much every – I think you were the first person who uh, who who I actually saw link uh, Sterling Brown to the Mavs. You said mm-hmm. that they were the favorites, and then obviously that ended up happening, and uh, that's just a minor thing. But, yeah, you've been killing it all offseason. So, uh, congrats for that. I mean – you're you're one of Mavs Twitter's favorite followers right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I want to ask you about, and it's really it's not even really Mavs related, but you know it, there, there's 99.9 percent chance that Kawhi Leonard ends up re-signing with the Clippers. But because Kawhi is so weird, uh, because he's just a little bit different, you know, he, he does stuff differently. He doesn't let anything out. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like. You know, nobody really knows. We're all assuming, but until he signs on the dotted line, it's like, you know, 
there's there's a little bit of uncertainty there. So, I mean, is there have you heard anything about if a deal is close to being done there, or uh, what, what's the Kawhi situation like, or is it still kind of in limbo? No, I haven't heard too too much new in that regard. But you're right. I mean, the overwhelming expectation around the league is that he will go back to the Clippers, and also. I mean, just by process of elimination now, right? There really aren't any teams out there that still have max cap space, um, I believe. I could be wrong about that, but I, I think San Antonio uh, has the most outstanding cap space remaining, and I don't think he's going back to San Antonio, you know? So at this point, yeah, I, I would expect Kawhi to head back to the Clippers. And just from the from the Mavs perspective, because obviously they wanted to make a run at Kawhi and then – they they didn't think that was feasible, so they moved on to the Kyle Lowry stuff, and uh, that didn't really work out for them. And so now they went out and they signed uh, Reggie Bullock, they signed Sterling Brown, uh, they made the trade with Boston, sent Josh Richardson for uh, Moses Brown, uh, and then they re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. and uh, Boban. So. Overall, I mean, what what would you give? What grade would you give the Mavs for this offseason so far? And I mean, do you do you think they're pretty much done at this point? I do think they're pretty much done at this point. I and mean, from the conversations I've had with people around that situation, you know, I, I believe they've got 15 guys under contract right now, right? So I think you know, Goran Dragic is obviously a name that keeps being linked to them. I really don't expect him to be headed to Dallas in a sign trade. Now that could change if he were to become available based off of a buyout. But at this point, um, I, I don't think he'll be, I don't think that sign and trade with Miami and Toronto with Kyle Lowry will end up rerouting Goran Dragic to Dallas. Um, I, I think if he were to get there, like I said, it would, it would come with a buyout later on. And clearly he's signaled already. I, I know there was a quote um, that came up from, uh, overseas, him saying he has interest in playing in Dallas, and obviously the Luka connection, the Igor Koshikov connection from the 2019 FIBA championship, I want to say. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. But, you know, in terms of the overall Mavericks offseason, like their goal was to get Kyle Lowry. That seems to be pretty clear. And, you know, falling short of that, is that a failure? No, not necessarily, because if Kyle Lowry wanted to go to Miami, and didn't want to go to Dallas and or didn't want to go to New Orleans or didn't want to go to uh, Philadelphia, you know, then there really wasn't anything those other teams could have done. Uh, you know, a sign and trade and a free agent signing has to ultimately come down to where that player wants to go. So um, I think what the Mavericks really – I mean, when, when I reported a couple of days ago that they weren't really prioritizing Tim Hardaway anymore, it's because they were prioritizing Kyle, but outside of that – you know, bring back Tim Hardaway on a four-year deal was absolutely one of their goals. So, you know, with that in mind, like, you bring him back in. Um, Josh Richardson obviously was, you know, not a strong uh, success in Dallas last year. So, move off of him. Um, you bring in an, another, you know, long, potentially rim threat for Luca to throw some lobs to and Moses Brown. And I think they just continue to kind of grow this thing and be patient and, and look what else is out there moving forward. Well, Jake, I, I kind of want to get into uh, a little bit more of the Lowry deal. Why is why is Drogic to Dallas not going to be a part of that? If you know, if he wants to to end up here eventually, obviously, like he said, and you know, what are the implications overall of of how that could affect their chase of Drogic? 
Well, if there's this notion that there's a strong, um, a strong sense that they could get him on, uh, um, a buyout situation, why would Dallas be inclined to give assets to Toronto in order to get him now? You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of where, um, that stands like same thing with teams wanting to trade for Kyle Lowry at the trade deadline last year. Like they thought, Miami clearly thought that they had a really good shot of getting him this summer and they didn't want to push too many chips on the table. And then Toronto was on the opposite end um, uh, in that regard where they had all the leverage in Miami, right? Miami could only sign Kyle Lowry via sign and trade. So in this situation, Toronto has the leverage with, um, you know, with Dallas in that sense, if they want to create it done in a sign and trade capacity, but Dallas has the leverage knowing that, the Mavericks are, it sounds like Goron's preferred destination if he were to get bought out. So if that's the case, Dallas really isn't incentivized to give Toronto like a second round pick or anything right now to get Goron. Yeah, that, that was going to be, I, Matt, you can continue with your second one there, but uh, that, that was going to be my thought too, is, you know, if, if the Mavs know, because Luca and Goron are obviously close, they share an agent, uh, you have Igor in Dallas. Now there's a lot of stuff that points to, you know why that connection would be would be assumed by many, and I just wonder if like if the Raptors are thinking, okay, we're not going to buy him out, and we're going to try and flip him for for assets elsewhere. I mean, other teams aren't going to be as incentivized to do that if if they know that he his first choice is playing in Dallas and he wants to end up there and you know he's 35 and he's had some injury history and all that making 19 million on an expiring contract so I feel like that might help you know their their cases but uh it it seems like a buyout could be possible but I have read in other places like do you know of any other teams that might be interested in making a trade for him or or is that just uh are they they just waiting on a buyout basically it's been quiet. It's been quiet. I haven't heard too much. I mean, I keep just like you guys and, and fans, you know, sliding in my DMs and messaging me. You know, I have team people and agents asking me what's happening with that, you know, sign and trade. Why isn't it completed yet? I mean, today is when these deals can start to become official, right? This is when the moratorium concludes and a new league calendar kicks in financially wise. So, you know, we might see some stuff pop, pop up and finalized too. Um, but I think. Um, at this point, it definitely does point to Goran most likely getting bought out in Toronto, um, or, you know, being traded somewhere else where he's bought out. Um, cause maybe they'll be, maybe that's something for a team to create more cap space type situation, you know, um, maybe they can send something and an asset to Toronto, uh, to create some more space for their own endeavors. But at this point I, I would expect, um, to, um, I would expect Goran to get bought out at some point, whether it's in Toronto or, or a different uh, destination. And at that point, I do think the Mavericks are high on his list and probably at the top. And, you know, outside of Goran, the market does seem to be a little dry for Dallas um, in terms of, you know, who might be available. Um, but is there is there anybody else that you've kind of seen the Mavs link to that, that we should keep an eye out for? At this point, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm also kind of saving some stuff for my story next week. Um, so I, sorry, I can't be as forthcoming as I would like to be. But I, I can say that they were definitely exploring some sign trade opportunities uh, earlier in the week and definitely later in the week as well. I know that tweet to Andy Tobo definitely got a lot of attention. Um, I was kind of 
poking around and keeping uh, pace with those conversations, but they didn't end up really getting anywhere. So um, that's why, you know, wasn't able to report anything now. Um, but I, I think at this point, yeah, the, the Mavericks seem to be pretty content. I mean, the fact that, you know, as Mark Stein reported earlier today, they're going to be sending, you know, the nucleus of, um, of their front office to Slovenia next week. Um, to pitch Luca his or to offer him his five year supermax, like the fact they're not going to be in Las Vegas, you know, on the ground talking to agents, talking to other teams, like seems to be pretty clear that they're they're moving on to the next phase of their offseason. Yeah, and I mean, just from a just from Mavs Mavs fans' perspective, people are kind of frustrated because. Earlier this offseason, Jake, I don't know if you saw it, but Mark Cuban, he he did an interview with some kind of alumni group or something. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it, it got a lot of attention because he basically put out what the Mavs free agency strategy was, what their top priority was, and it was basically to get a secondary playmaker, a secondary scorer, you know, because, you know, KP, he, he just didn't really turn out to be what they thought he would be last year in the playoffs, so... Obviously, they wanted to do that with Kyle Lowry. I think that they didn't – the fact that they didn't really have, like, a, a solid plan B or plan C uh, is what fans are kind of upset with because it's like, yeah, they went out and they added, you know, some bigs and uh, you got Moses Brown traded for Josh Richardson, which in my opinion is a plus because Brown has some potential – uh, and they, they really need help rebounding and, you know, potential shot blocking, all that kind of stuff. But they still haven't addressed what Mark Cuban labeled as, you know, what was their uh, primary focus. So I I guess maybe they have, they're like you and that they expect Goran Dragic to get bought out and you sign him and, you know, that's kind of like a consolation prize uh, from the Lowry sweepstakes. But, I mean, is there any other – secondary playmakers out there that you could see the Mavs making a move for, even if it's like a sign and trade? There's definitely haven't been names that have been strongly linked yet. And I think again, like I keep saying to you guys, it really sounds like Dallas is is done here for the, for the time being. It sounds like, you know, like I, I was told the other day on the phone by somebody, like they've got 15 guys on the roster and there's really not, much else I think in the pipeline coming up here I, I know you guys want more but I think outside of the Drogic situation no I, I mean Dennis Schroeder is not going to Dallas at this point it really doesn't sound like it you know I, I haven't heard um, you know any real traction with any other playmakers that are out there that would theoretically move the needle like Reggie Jackson I guess I would guess at this point is probably heading back to the Clippers based off everything I'm hearing like I just don't see a secondary playmaker, creator, ball handler type guy that is available, that's being linked to Dallas, that Dallas is strongly considering outside of Drogic. I really don't. Well, given given the moves they made, because, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think anybody is upset with what the Mavs have done this offseason because I think the team <laughs> – well, yeah, yeah, Matt's upset, but <laughs> – <laughs> but uh, you know they definitely improved but like i said it's just not really it's just not really what uh, what the fan base was expecting uh i think once the dust settles and the emotions go down i think you'll re- people realize like okay well they added two 40% plus three point shooters that are that are capable of defending and uh you know if they do get drogic i think that'll 
that'll really help them out as well. But, I mean, Jake, just from your perspective, I mean, how much do these signings move the needle in your mind for Dallas? Because a lot of people don't think it moves the needle much, but, I mean, anytime you add uh, shooting around Luka, it can help. So I just wanted to get your for sure. I mean, I talked to people with the Knicks who were sad to see Reggie Bullock go and thought and, and commended Dallas for that signing. And I think, you know, clearly um, they made a they, they made a, a quick move to bring him over. Right. That that deal got done pretty fast once the, the, the buzzer sounded and everything got going. So I think, um, you know, you're right. Bringing in shooting has always been something that I mean, that's been the Dallas mantra, I think, dating back to the trade deadline, hearing that that's what. You know, their goal was and they were hoping for. Um, but Przingis thing is also, you know, I heard he was not really involved in any true discussions this summer. I think, um, you know, that was something that clearly, I, I was the first to report that back in, you know, the springtime that he was something that they were starting to gauge trade interest on him. But it really doesn't sound like they had any conversations about KP and that they're trying to make that work and trying to solidify that that tandem uh, partnership with Luca, um, but you know, obviously his question marks health-wise and even just uh, ability-wise, you know, at this point are, are real. So the shooting, you know, if you can supplement that with Reggie Bullock, and you know, if Drogic does come, you know, I, I think clearly that was a, 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 a situation they wanted to address, and they did a good job of that so far. Okay, well, Jake, we appreciate you coming on with us, and we got a few more minutes here before we take off. So uh, I'm going to give our speakers, our speakers. I'm going to give our listeners a chance to uh, ask you a couple questions, if that's cool with you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to bring up Washed Mavs block. This is uh, Tyler Adams. Go ahead, Tyler. Thanks, Dalton. Uh, hey, Jake. Nice to connect with you virtually. Uh, you too. You too. I was going to ask, uh, you know, how big of an influence was Jason Kidd on Sterling Brown and how much of an impact did he have on him joining the Mavericks? Um, I can't say that for sure, but obviously, you know, the Dallas connections are very real there. The Milwaukee connections are real. The SMU connections are real. I think it just made sense in terms of a, a good homecoming where he was already in Houston last year. Uh, and there, you know, if, if, you, if you weren't, but by all accounts, if you're not one of the Rockets, like, star young guys, you know, the Kevin Porter Juniors of the world, like, I think I think a lot of people were, like, Kelly Olynyk was looking to get out of Houston. Sterling Brown was looking to get out of Houston. I don't think that's controversial to say. It's just a very, you know, aggressive rebuild right now. But I think from whatever everything I heard, it sounded like Sterling was, was happy being back in the state of Texas and getting closer to home. And that connection with Jason Kidd, you know, it definitely helped to make that marriage possible. And Jake, before we go to our next speaker here, I I did have something that I forgot to bring up earlier, but uh, yeah. it came out it came out that uh you know Laurie Markinen, it sounds like he wants out of Chicago, and the only way I mean I don't even know if the Mavs would even be interested there, but I know in the past he's made it known that that he would like to play in Dallas. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a report from earlier this season. So the only way they can make that work is a sign and trade and. I mean, I think the the Bulls could uh, could probably use some some big bodies, uh, and the Mavs have plenty of centers. So, <laughs> I, mean, I guess could could you potentially see something like that happening later on this off season, or is that just too far fetched? 
at this point, that does not seem likely now. That's all I can really say right now. Again, trying to save some nuggets for my writing next week. Wait, that is going to be that is going to be one of the most anticipated uh, articles of the <laughs> of the last week. It's gonna it's gonna have a bunch of good stuff in it. Jake, we just that, need man. thank you. We we just need you to spill all of it on here instead of having people read your article because then they'll listen to our podcast. Listen, listen, Bleacher, Bleacher Report does pay me, and uh, if you guys want to throw some shuffles my way, then maybe we can we can change some things. <laughs> hey, that's good to know going forward for sure. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, well, look, we're going to bring one more speaker up and we'll close this thing out. But uh, this is Vinny, or Vinay. Are you there? Yeah, can I ask a non-MAPS question since I think MAPS are kind of covered? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, is there any way Zion would take the qualifying offer or ask out before he signs his max whenever that's up? Um, you know, that's a situation. Sorry. I was just going to say because New Orleans has kind of bundled this offseason, in my opinion. Yeah, and that that opinion is shared amongst a lot of people in the NBA looking at that situation. Uh, You know, I think we've never seen someone take the qualifying offer at at that degree, um, at that scale, turning down. You know, he'll he'll be – I mean, he's already starting to be in line for Supermax type stuff. You know, if he's able to make an all-NBA team, he's already made the all-star team, that type of stuff. So – you know, if that money ends up getting to close to $200 million, which it seems pretty plausible, 
we've never seen a player turn that down that type of money, especially someone who's had injury, you know, concerns in the past too. I mean, dating back to Duke, right? So that's a hot rumor. It's a hot thing people want to, uh, to, uh, you know, keep pointing out, obviously as you just did, but you know, I, I, I think it's doubtful. It's certainly possible, but I do think it's doubtful um, at this point that anyone, I mean, we just haven't seen anybody even remotely flirt with that at this point you know, in NBA history. And, I'm curious to see who actually would be willing to do so. Yeah, that was the thing with uh, – that was some rumors with uh, Luca, or well, Not rumors, but people wanted it to happen. It was the narrative, oh, what if Luca takes the qualifying offer because he doesn't have enough help and all that. But, I mean, come on. You're, you're, you're coming off of a rookie contract, and there's $200 million sitting there. He's, he's 100% taking that, in my opinion. Uh, X, what you got for us today? I think, yeah, I think we all know where I'm going with this question. So I've annoyed everyone on Mavs Twitter, um, leading the Spencer Dinwiddie to Mavs bandwagon. So I just had a question. If they were a priority early in the offseason, or do you think that maybe they pivoted to entertaining the thought of adding him when it became clear that the deal to Washington might fall apart? Well, it definitely was not clear. Um, and you know, I, I don't think anybody in the league thought that deal was going to fall apart. I think there was definitely some haggling and some gamesmanship going back and forth between Brooklyn and Washington's front office, but everyone expected the deal to get completed. With Dinwiddie, you know, the only teams I really think were really in the mix with him were New Orleans and Washington. I really do. There was this offer, apparently, that was going to come from, and I don't know definitively if it ever did happen, but there was this speculation and rumor for weeks around the NBA that the, that the Oklahoma City Thunder were going to offer a 40 over two for Dinwiddie. And I, I heard that it was even going to potentially be offered to Devontae Graham. Again, I, I'm, I can't say for sure if that did happen. I haven't made the calls on that yet. But with, with Dinwiddie, it was pretty clear to me that his first choice, especially after the Russell Westbrook trade went down, that his first choice was always Washington, and then New Orleans would have been his second choice. I don't think the Mavericks really were ever in play for Dinwiddie at all. Jordan, real quick, we're keeping this under 30 minutes, and we're at 26. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, Jake, thanks for coming on. Um, you got well, we haven't had many departures from the Mavs yet, and I think one of those may be J.J. Redick. Have you heard anything mm-hmm. about him or his future? No. J.J. Redick news has been quiet. I, I would expect him to try and get back to the Northeast like he was obviously hoping to do back at the trade deadline. And I think and he obviously, of course, reported and was there and seemed to be pretty engaged with that team. But I, I, I would expect for J.J. to have designs on getting back to the, the Northeast to be close to his family in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I could definitely see him – ending up in Brooklyn or, uh, you know, back in Philadelphia or something like that. But, uh, Jake, it's been it's been great, man. Uh, glad you <laughs> took the time to come on here and talk with us. And, you know, uh, obviously you probably knew before you came on you were going to get badgered with a bunch of Mavs questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> But we, we, really, we really appreciate it, and hopefully we can do this again sometime in the future. You got it. And there's one thing I can definitely say to Mavs fans right now is that, you know, you guys aren't the only – fan base that's a little bit frustrated from the conversations I've been doing like this and the spaces and stuff in Toronto fans are a little unhappy Boston fans are a little unhappy Philly fans are sitting around thinking you know what's what's going on here what's the plan what's happening with Ben Simmons so um, Portland fans are looking around at their front office saying you haven't really done much 
to upgrade our roster for Dame. So if it's any consolation, you guys aren't alone, but I know that probably won't help. <laughs> I'll I'll yeah. just be happy if uh if if Drogic is wearing blue next year, I'll be happy. That's all I care about at this point. Yeah, yeah. Matt Matt has been pining for Drogic to Dallas for two years now and when that trade went through when it fell through in twenty nineteen, he was just in shambles. So we're really hoping for Matt's sake that this ends up happening for him. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make some calls on that situation very shortly and hope to have more info for you guys sometime soon. Well you we appreciate it. We appreciate it, Jake. You have a great rest of your day, man. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a good weekend. Yes, sir. All right, guys. That's going to do it for another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you leave us a review there and put your Twitter at, it automatically enters you for a chance to win a T-shirt. So be sure to do that if you haven't done it already. And this is a recorded room, so we'll have it up as a regular pod later. So you guys have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. Y'all have a good one. Everyone pray for Drogic. Yes, send send up the prayers now. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.